Uh, it's been a while since I've hosted, but uh, this is the Day One Patch Podcast. This is episode 452. Today I am uh, with Adriano Petty. How's it going? Yo. Uh, Ryan. Hello, hello internet. There you, there you go. Um, Ryan backed out early earlier, so I had to shoot him. And then Tim backed out uh, last minute because he wasn't feeling well. And so I pushed him down some stairs. But anyway, uh, <laughs> we always do the death if someone isn't here. So we have to do it. Uh, although we haven't done it for you in a while, Adriano. We think we've like killed the death. We've killed the death. No, I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure in the last episode, because I listened to the episodes that I'm not on. And I'm pretty sure you guys have killed me. This is the most ridiculous. Like Tim's hundred percent right. Like when I'm just like, yo man, like I just pushed him down the stairs or like, I just like, you know, it's like killed Ryan or something. Like if something happens, like I'm absolutely getting pulled into a room and being questioned. Like yeah. for sure, for sure. Like you're not doing yourself any favors. Not at all. Well, someone else used to do it too, right? Like, uh, maybe, like Ryan did it or maybe you did it or something like back in the day. Like, I don't think I invented this. Uh, may I don't know. Somebody did it. But anyway, uh, we have a packed show today talking about the PlayStation Plus prices. Uh, they've increased, talking about some convenience features, uh, namely OneDrive cloud storage um, and automatically uploading your Xbox clips. Although there's a pretty, pretty wild download time or excuse me, pretty wild upload time for some of these things. Uh, we're going to be talking about the PlayStation Portal release date. And we're also going to be talking about we have a query corner question as well. So let's hop in. First story here, uh, Xbox clips will soon automatically upload to OneDrive cloud storage. This comes to us from The Verge. Microsoft is working on a feature that will allow Xbox owners to automatically upload their screenshots and clips to OneDrive. Uh, Xbox insiders in the alpha and alpha skip ahead rings can now test this new feature, which also allows you to upload your existing clip and screenshot collection to OneDrive. A new wizard will help Xbox owners walk through the process of syncing clips to OneDrive, including the option to upload existing ones. You don't have to upload your, your entire existing collection and you can choose the ones you want to individually. Microsoft does warn that if you have a lot of clips, and this is ridiculous, then the upload process could take a couple of days as it runs in the background. Uh, so I did see some other uh, tweet or article or something um, of somebody complaining about the slow upload speeds of your clips. I haven't had that much problem, but I've also been doing it individually. So, I mean, 30 seconds on even like a 10 year old Internet connection is like still going to upload pretty quick. But Adriano, is this something that you're interested in? Is it something that you would use if you did uh, still use your Xbox? Uh, I do find that convenient. I like having it just readily available. Um, uh, when I use the, I, when I did use my PlayStation five, which I really don't use that thing anymore. I did use the automatic upload feature quite a bit. So I would like screenshot something and then I would send it to PlayStation. I would grab it. Um, with the PlayStation one, I don't think you, I don't think it, you, it will do videos though. You can only grab, it will only grab, it will only be accessible from your phone for photos for 14 days or something like that. Oh, is this the PlayStation, like the PlayStation yeah. app, right? Uh, yeah, the- it will do videos now. Oh, cool. It will do videos now because right. I, when I was doing the TikToks, it, it does do it. Um, oh. And so it, it, it does the 14 days still or whatever it is. Like there's some sort of time limit, but they changed it. So it used to be new clips would like do it automatically. And then it would be available for, you know, whatever, 14 days or whatever. Um, You were not able to go back and upload random clips yeah, so like you know, from sense. three months ago or something now you can but it's oh, okay. but when you upload it it will like adhere to the 14 days or whatever 
Nice. Um, yeah, so I use that. I do like I like having the convenience of just grabbing something quickly and I was like, I'm just gonna sh- screenshot this and but and make sure that's available everywhere. Now I don't have an Xbox. So I won't be using this feature, but I'm glad to see that Microsoft's getting on board and actually doing something. I can't wait to see how this completely breaks the entire Microsoft system or the entire OneDrive system because it will somehow break. <laughs> I'm just it's going to completely cripple the entire thing somehow. I'm kind going, of surprised that this is going into I mean, I guess the old clips, but I guess this is I guess it's kind of surprising this is going into alpha because they've had upload to OneDrive for a very long time. You just had to manually do it. Um, I will say there is something weird with the clips as well. It's like, not that I pay attention to my clips too much, and maybe it would make a lot of sense if I did, but I was taking clips for years, um, clips and screenshots and everything else, and I never hit any sort of storage limit on the Xbox network. And I would occasionally go back and look at the odd clip, and I don't recall it ever deleting clips. All of a sudden, like, it started just, I guess, like, deleting clips. I don't know if it's after a certain amount of time or a certain amount of, um, I think it might be a certain amount of inactivity. No one watched it or something. And you haven't uploaded it and you haven't like specifically saved it or something. And so it starts deleting them. So like there has been times where like I've tried to go back and look at an old clip and it's just gone. And it's like, well, mm. I guess I guess that's I guess that's that. Um, I was going to ask you, though, with this. Um, so you know, we just talked about the PlayStation app. The Xbox app has a similar thing. So you take a clip on, I don't know, Outriders on the Xbox and then on the on the app, you can you know, view it, download it. But you can also edit it. And also go in and clip it and like trim it, like make it a different thing. And then you can save it again and even like upload that to the Xbox network so that it's in the cloud and not just on your phone. Sorry, this is the Xbox app. This is the Xbox app. Th- that feature is like, you know, fairly new, like a year or two or something like that and works, you know, pretty well, I would say. I, I actually prefer to clip on my phone than I do to clip on the Xbox. Here's the weird question, though. So there was the Xbox companion app. That used to be able to browse all your screenshots and your things, whatever. And that was super handy. And I could, and that's what I used to do whenever we would like publish TikToks or whatever, is I would use the companion app. Companion app is dead now. And there's no replacement, as far as I know, for that feature other than like, oh, go use your phone. So I'm kind of wondering whether this is their stopgap. I know it's not mentioned specifically, at least not in the, in the little snippet of the article we have here. But I'm wondering if this is sort of like, like, okay, fine. Like, here's a way to like, you know, I know it is convenient, but like, is this like a stopgap? Is this a response to the the closing of the companion app? Um, I don't know. It might be an accelerator response to the closing of the companion app, but I feel like they would have released this at some point anyways. So this is just like a basic standard expected feature. Now, if you have any sort of cloud infrastructure, when you have this entire system of friends and games and, you know, social boards, it's wild that you would not be able to easily take something off. So I think this would have happened anyways. I don't think it was a direct response to the companion app. So do you think it was? I I don't know, because like it, it seems like such an easy feature that like it just kind of coincidence that the companion app closed, like, what is it, a month ago? And then now... It's sort of like, oh, like you can automatically upload to OneDrive. And I'm, and I'm wondering whether, I mean, as a, it would be a, min, a minority of people, but I'm wondering if it's, if it's content creators, because content creators, you know, some of them will have like, capture cards and those type of things, but it's very convenient for, um, even established content creators and especially beginner content creators. If they're just going to clip 
you know, take a clip right from their Xbox. They don't have a capture card. It's very like, you know, low barrier to entry. Then it just uploads to OneDrive and OneDrive is accessible anywhere, including on the phone. And I'm wondering whether like that companion app feature was actually being used, you know, by a lot of content managers to an extent. And so like we didn't, you know, necessarily hear about this in the mainstream, but like, you know, it's, it's, it's possible. It's possible that they, it may be a response to it, but it might've been an anticipated thing. So they may have, they may have, you know, started doing this a few months ago and have it ready and then pull the plug on the companion app instead of them pulling the companion app. And then people saying, Hey, what the, what the F Xbox. And then they said, okay, we'll, we'll jigger something up and do this here. So could have been one or the other first, but I personally, I didn't even know that the Xbox companion app or the Xbox app, whatever it's called, did any sort of trimming or editing because I pretty much only do for quick clips. I do all my editing on one of my two iPhones. Okay. Um, I have, I pretty much etched out an entire system and Ryan, Ryan knows my frustration and he doesn't understand it, but Apple recently discontinued iCloud. Uh, no, no, no. Yeah. My photo stream where you take a photo on any device and it doesn't go against your cloud. It doesn't, it doesn't count towards anything. It is available on every one of your devices for 30 days. Like that's just a thing that Apple did in the background. And it was great because I am putting, I'm picking up and putting down my phone and my, my phones and my iPad, especially I work constantly. And I don't know what I have in my pocket at any one point, but I'm constantly taking photos and kind of, I take photos and I immediately edit them. Like I need to make it look good. So I'll take a shitty ass photo and it's crooked and I immediately open it. And I would say like, you know, okay, I'm going to do this, this crop it, clean it up, blah, 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 blah. And then send it off to a client. Mm. The beauty was is if I picked up the wrong phone, I would then, oh shit, it was on the other phone. It's like, oh, it doesn't matter because my photo stream has that photo. I can just grab it as if it's on my device. And now I have to, I can still do that, but I have to, I have to turn on iCloud photos. Right. Okay. And then there's a limit obviously involved. There's a limit. And I, I also don't know how reliable because also I just don't want like, iCloud lately has been fucking garbage. So I, I predominantly edit stuff on my phone. And even if Xbox did have this in in app editor, I would probably just download it locally to the device and then use the Apple one to edit it. Cause that's what I would do with the PlayStation one or would do anything with that is I always just do things locally on the phone. I'm, well, too, I mean, I'm, I'm too used to the Apple one. The, like the response or the, um, the, the killing, I suppose of, of photo stream is definitely a response to what many companies are doing right now. So like data and being on the cloud all the time and those type of things was kind of new or it, it was new, uh, you know, let's say five, 10, especially 15 years ago. And so now that we all sort of live online and have these online presences and we like the idea of not having USB sticks, like when's the last time, you, you know, someone handed you a USB stick? I mean, at least for me, I, I not me, like I don't have many USB sticks kicking around anymore. Um, a little like, you know, a little bit of storage capacity on there. Like you, you still carry around USB sticks? No, I, I carry one with me in my bag. Um, It's a 64 gigger actually. 
Holy Christ. Yeah, I actually have a couple. I have, honestly, looking at my drawer right now, I have two. I have a Kingston old 32. You pulled out one like as if it was like yeah. 10 years ago. Like those used to be all, all over my desk. Because like, yeah. it'd be like, oh man, this one has my school stuff. This one has my like, I don't know, like music or something. And like, holy crap. Yeah, I had, I had a red one, which I used. So, cause I like almost like a cloud. I, a lot of things were, were designated for certain things. And I, when I, I had my job at Canadian Tire, I had a red one for stuff at Canadian Tire because I had to move stuff between my computer and a work computer. Mm-hmm. And it was just easier with a USB stick. Um, I have one in my bag because I have to move blueprints and those blueprint files can be rather big from my work computer to my personal computer because I still don't have a drafting software on my work computer. I'm still using my personal one. Okay. So I, I have one there. And then I have one, I, not that, not this one I showed you, but I have one downstairs, which is um, I use to shuffle videos, to f- shuffle files back and forth from my Plex to my PC because the initial rip is done on the Plex server. Mm-hmm. The I take the raw, I bring it here. I do all the work. I do all the converting and then I bring it back. And it's just easier to do it with a stick than it is with. I mean, over the network with something so large, especially if it's a remote network, you're not actually like locally yeah. in that house or whatever. Yeah, it's like, yeah. Dope. Yeah. So that's. Um, I still use USB sticks for very USB drives for very specific things. So. But man, I can't believe you just like pulled out that USB yeah. stick because they're gone. Like I used to have the Duracell ones, the Kingston ones, all different colors. Yeah. Fucking caps missing, half the caps were not missing. Blah oh, blah yeah. blah. This blah, guy, blah. this cap's gone. I don't know where this cap is. The actual clip at the end that would you like? Put oh, the, cl- the gone. Yeah, the keychain yeah, clip gone. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. In fact, in fact, I was using one and it just it died. Like I just I didn't use it because it just stopped working on me one day. I remember I put it in and. I had I had PDF files on it, and the character like the, I opened it up in the Windows Explorer, and the characters were all just garbled shit. Yeah. I tried click, it could do it. it's like wow this this drive is dying like it's actually end of life and it can't hold any it can't process data anymore, and it was weird. It was, it, I almost compared it to like a pen running out of ink. Like it's so rare you see like you're more likely to lose this than it is for you to actually to see like, like use it up. Yeah, so I found that super funny but yeah i still go <laughs> that one right there man i got no yeah so like i mean the the, the 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 kind of the point i was going to make was that like free data and unlimited data and you know data forever is, is slowly but surely caught up like obviously it was done because no one was really online and so now people are like kind of existing like i said in the clouds digital lives in the cloud but people slowly are going to start realizing and in, including these companies microsoft and apple and whoever else is that if I have a USB stick and I have a picture on it, yes, there's like, you know, an end of life for that USB stick and it should be backed up somewhere. And that's great. But like, let's say I back it up to a second USB stick. I mean, now I have a backup of it and I have a redundant copy. Uh, the problem is, is that I've already paid for those things. But if you upload that picture to the cloud, it just continually, you have to continually pay for it. But they were giving away so much free data for so long that it's like, oh, my God, now everyone's on the cloud. And all these people, all these kids, like like teenagers that grew up with the Internet are now 
they're not like getting introduced to the cloud. Like they're just immediately on the cloud. So now it's like, holy fuck, we got literally terabytes and terabytes and terabytes and like acres of, of data centers. And there's, there's data everywhere. And how many people have free plans for them to exist on the cloud? So yeah, like free data, unlimited data is like, you know, slowly but surely coming to an end if it's not already pretty much dead. Yeah. So. I, uh, I have a paid the Microsoft one because I, as part of the office 365, I don't pay for the Google one because I don't want to pay for a second one. And I pay and I will toggle the Dropbox one on, uh, on and off. I mainly do Dropbox on just before I go for vacation. And what I do is because I'm just, I'm snapping photos and I'm taking videos to the point where my device filled my little dinky tiny 32 or 64 gig phone. <laughs> oh my God. fills up. To the point where it's I don't want to sort through them and decide what I keep or want to keep because I'm probably going to keep everything. And so I have Dropbox turned on so that it's just constantly sending everything to Dropbox. And then so when I know that it's it's fine and it's, it's up to date, I will then go in and just clean out my camera roll and I would delete everything. And then I would just do that over and over again while on vacation. And then when I'm back from vacation, I then go and sort through and then I toggle it off and then I don't, I don't use it anymore. The um, uh, I I only paid for Microsoft 365 for a really long time, but I back up my photos to two different services because like I don't want just like re- data redundancy. I want there to be like an actual true backup. So I also back up to Google Photos and I do the reduced. Um, it's like high quality, but not like raw or whatever. Not the not one to one. It's like slightly compressed. Yeah. And I went on vacation and I took 3,600 photos and it was bitching. It was bitching at me hard. It was like, Hey, like you're filling up your storage like pretty fast. I was like, ah, fuck off. I got for a couple of days. And then I sure, sure enough, I go check it. And I was like, Oh, this thing was at about 20% for like God knows how many years. And now we're at like 88 pushing 90%. I'm like, I better, I better pay these so, guys. So I, and I think Google stopped doing that, that unlimited high quality backup right that's right but that that quality tier is still available of like you can like that compression tier is still available of of like selecting high quality in order to is there a way to get uh is there a way to get that free storage or is that just gone there is free storage but not unlimited free storage anymore but the compression they use is rather rather good and it's um it, like it's rather good and it like saves a lot of space so it's like it, it maintains quality and like a free plan will last like quite a long time unless like i said unless you're uploading 3600 photos from a vacation all of a sudden i am 11.3 gigs of 15 gigs used so that data is now conglomerated across all of your things yeah. your google drive your email your etc wonderful Wonderful. right this what i mean though is because like everyone's online and everyone's existing in the cloud the amount of data because think about this somebody passes away that data like it's a privacy problem so like that data just sits so now google is removing inactive accounts and they're going to start removing inactive accounts i think including youtube videos like youtube channels with their videos as well if they're inactive for a certain amount of time and obviously some other parameters i would imagine Mm -hmm. but like, it's just because, like, we're literally going to, like, I mean, this is, you know, miles off, but we're literally going to run out of resources to store, to make the hard drives, to store everyone's stuff. Because, like, when you die, your cloud stuff doesn't die. So now it's like, now we, 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 we're effectively going up. Like, it's just like, we're like, more storage, more storage, more storage, more storage. It's getting, like, out of hand. 
So I think these companies have realized like, oh, we better stop this. Um, yeah. The, uh, did you have another point there? No, no, no. I, uh, I'm looking at trash bins right now online. <laughs> okay. Uh, next, uh, Next uh, story here. I'll be for garbage camp. I was going to say, what the hell's going on here? Like, like a special guard, like a gaming garbage can? Is that no, what you're doing? no. I'm trying. I bought, I bought my new place. Um, I think they're three liter. No, two liter. Three liter. Three liter size garbage cans are very small ones. But I bought two of them. Like, I'll do one for garbage. Do one for recycling. Because my building doesn't do compost. And I realized that the ones for recycling might be too small. So I'm trying to find the same style, but a slightly bigger one. And I think I found one. So I remember during COVID, they were there was all those like garbage cans that were like, oh, it's UV when it opens up and it's this and it's that. It's like it's special. It like gets rid of the germs and and it's just it's this, it's that. It's like, man, like I'm not buying a special garbage can. Like, yeah, this was a garbage can because of COVID. I'm sorry. Like, maybe I don't know if that was that was, that was smart or stupid, but I didn't do it. It's, no, so yeah, <laughs> it's just somebody they're trying to capitalize on it. Uh, but next story here: Sony is raising the PlayStation Plus prices up to forty dollars per year. This is actually kind of crazy. Uh, this comes to us from The Verge. Uh, the cheapest tier is going from sixty dollars to eighty dollars $80 per year. That's a small snippet of the article. That's American, um, right? Uh, I believe that's it. I believe that is American. Uh, Sony is raising the price of the PlayStation Plus subscription next month. The service's annual essential plan will go from 60 to 80. The extra plan will go from 100 to 135. And the premium plan will go from 120 to 160. The new pricing goes into effect starting September 6th. If you're currently subscribed to PlayStation Plus, Sony says uh, the, the increase won't affect until you until uh, your next renewal date or after September 6th. November 6th. So I guess there's a little bit of uh, wiggle room there. However, if you make any changes to your subscription, such as upgrades, downgrades, or buying additional time, you'll have to pay the new rate. Sony says the price hikes will go into effect globally and will allow the company to, quote, continue bringing high-quality games and value-added benefits, end quote, to the service. It adds that the yearly plans will still come at a discounted rate as uh, opposed to the one- um, or three-month subscriptions that it offers. Um 60 to 80 dollars is actually kind of considerable when it's the essential plan. Yeah. Um, and what I'm what I'm actually wondering is is if th- is this a response to Microsoft ending the games for gold program? And they're saying, like, oh, we didn't we didn't end our program, but you have to pay for it now. We're the only platform that like that when you pay to play online, you get games for free. Like, is that kind of the thought here? Uh, uh, possibly. That's not that's not how I was reading it. I was just reading it as a company desperate for additional money and yeah, then trying to try. Have, yeah. yeah, I think I think them because they've done this, they've done the price hike before. And I remember the online sentiment around was I think I think Sony's excuse was quite not verbatim, but was along the lines of shit's expensive like we're just raising we're just raising it because we have to raise it we there's a cost that has to be associated with this and people were just scratching their heads and saying well like okay if, if you're gonna do the sony at least at least disguise it in the in a pr statement of you know we were hope we hope we're going to improve the infrastructure and be better because like the, the psn service isn't it's reliable but there are problems with it it's, it's not certainly it's ain't not, bulletproof yeah so it's when they just say we're raising it 
for the sake of raising it and they're not acknowledging any of the issues or acknowledging anything that they could approve on it's like okay sony like you're you're not like you're you're still ahead in the game in terms of online presence for for consoles but I think like the tide is slowly turning against you and this is not going to do you any favors. So I was thinking that like, also they just spun up these services, like the, uh, the extra and that, and it's like basically they're streaming services and then there's some other stuff in there. Um, and it's like, you've just started this. Is this really the time to do a, a price increase? Like, yes, game pass has gone through price increases. And I think at this time, at, at this point, multiple price increases, of course, but this just feels early to me. It just feels sort of like, like, again, like what you're saying, like, like, Oh, we just wanted money this time again. Yeah. I know they didn't say that here, but like, cause I'll, I'll say this, like, Okay, fair enough. You know, they have that quote, continue bringing high quality games with value added benefits. Like if if that's if that's true, um, where's our and like I'm not saying we're entitled to this necessarily, but like where's our uh, PlayStation games day one on on their streaming services or on the PlayStation Extra service? Like where where is that? And that doesn't exist because it's like, oh, we'll also pay for that. And by the way. I believe that Sony was one of the first, if not the first, to raise the prices of next-gen games when we were going from PS4 to PS5. So now it's like, oh, we'll just pay that too, though. And so I'm like, hmm. Like, is like, I get the impression that, like, Sony is trying to be, like, and we said this before, like, the Apple of gaming. Um, and, I, and, and and would they get away with this, realistically, if they weren't up up, up top? Well, there is there is a breaking point. Like there is a there is a happy balance to where where they can get away with it, and then they, they won't anymore. But this is this is how I see PlayStation Plus, and I know I know that I'm I know that it's just a veil, and it's just a it's just a marketing ploy. But I saw PlayStation Plus, and I'm talking about the legacy version when it when they first introduced it. And they saw Xbox Live Gold as a just bullshit money grabbing scheme to get more money out of players to get players for players to play online. Because when they when they first started charging for online play, um, well, when, when Xbox first charging for online play, my thought was, but people have been playing together on with games on the, on the internet for free. Like forever, short of specific MMOs, you can play. You can play StarCraft or you can play Diablo together, no problem. There's there's no there's nothing to to stop. There's no no one there's no paywall that says you have to pay. So X, Xbox Gold did it first, and then PlayStation Plus didn't charge for online play until the PS4. They got in on the Xbox action. They said, hey. You're gonna play online. You need PlayStation Plus. You don't need it on PS3, but you need it on PS4. So, so they essentially established. Okay, they're just gonna fall in line with Xbox, and instead of being the guy that go against it, they they got it. They they got in line with the enemy, and they said, "Well, you know, it's either them or us. Which one would you prefer?" So, I always found that kind of dirtbaggish to begin with. But it was, hey, you know what? You want your console, you want to play with your friends, got, got to pay an extra fee. 
And then Xbox did something with Xbox Game Pass because they've they've handled that thing geniusly well with the marketing and the 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 deployment of that because you have Xbox Game Pass and I, also known as Xbox Game Pass console and you have Xbox Game Pass PC. Now I'll say that Xbox Game Pass Ultimate is a little confusing because you needed Xbox Live Gold in there still. Like there was if you, oh, if yeah, you yeah. yeah, like if you Xbox Game Pass PC was all you needed for PC because online play was free. You didn't have to pay for it. On console, you needed Xbox Game Pass if you wanted the subscription, but it didn't allow you to play online. Or you could do that, or you could take Game Pass console with Xbox Live Gold and play online with those games that you're subscribing to. Or you could just do Xbox Live Gold and buy the game outright. Or you can do Xbox uh, Game Pass Ultimate right. and subscription and your subscription for play all in one. And it was just a cumbersome mess. And they did something which I initially scratched my head at, but now I'm glad they did, that they did. And they got rid of the Xbox Live Gold and technically Xbox Live Silver because that was still technically a thing. Um, and they brought in Xbox Game Pass Core. Right, it's called Xbox Game Pass Core. I remember the name, but like, holy crap, did I forget about it? Yes, because Xbox Game Pass Core now is is the thing that lets you play online, and they give you a predetermined, like a set selection of games to play. Oh, it's kind of like that Stadia like selection of games or whatever. Yeah, like kind of ish. Uh, yeah, it's, it's honestly, I think I think there's a Gears of War in there. I think there's a Halo. I think there's um, probably the uh, X, but the big Xbox guys. Like, yeah, there's, uh, yeah. pro- there's probably a, I think there's there's probably Fallout fall seventy six is in there. Probably, so it's okay. This makes it's weird because when you really like take a take a step back and you look at at it, it's not that far off from the PlayStation one because you have PlayStation Plus Essential, then you have PlayStation Plus Extra. That's right, and then a PlayStation Plus. Premium, premium, which I I hate. I, I I never remember them. It's just in front of me right now. Yeah, it's really dumb. It's really really dumb. They should have had. But it was crazy though. Is now that Xbox dropped the Xbox Live Gold, they should now just call it Xbox Plus, PlayStation Plus Bronze, Silver, and Gold. That'd be awesome. Yeah, that's what it should be. Uh, anyways, or in Platinum, maybe a fourth here. But anyways, so you so essentially when you take a step back, you have like okay, you have Xbox Game Pass Core. Xbox Game Pass console, Xbox Game Pass PC, and Xbox Game Pass Ultimate. And you're thinking to yourself, this is this is not that far off from the, the the tiered system that PlayStation has. But then you have to remember that they're not, it's not a tiered system. They're just four four related but somewhat distinct services. And all of them now let you play. Uh, no, technically not. But mo- for the most part, they let you play online. So if you wanted to play, if you want to play online, you go to core. If you want to play games online and just play games online, you go to core. If you want to play just games offline, you go to Game Pass console. If you want to play PC games, you go to PC. And if you want everything all in one, including xCloud, you just go to Ultimate. Instead, when you have it on the PlayStation side, you have like a, like a, 
select backwards compatible games through a cloud streaming for PlayStation and PlayStation 3 and PlayStation 2 shit. Mm-hmm. So the the thing though is with Xbox going to this Xbox Game Pass core name and you know the S1, it's it's I I know I know it's marketing trickery, like I know I'm being fooled by it, but it honestly seems like they are kind of burying that Xbox Live money grabbing system from like a bygone era. They're saying we're we're putting this away. Like this is we're not in this anymore. We have games for you guys to play online and we have mm-hmm. a service for you, but it's a new service. Even though it's essentially the same service, it's new. And, and, and they are giving you some like some bangers too. Like, they to they are they, they're giving you stuff, but it's it's the way that they're presenting and they're packaging it. It feels like they took Xbox Live Gold and Xbox Live Silver, technically, and they brought it out to the backyard and they fucking shot it. And they buried it. Like that's that's kind of what it seems like they're doing. And then, I mean, admittedly, like one of the big perks was like, playing online, but then obviously games with gold and yeah. games with gold was like really not doing well. Like I, I mean, I missed so many, so many of them because they were just like they were nothing. I, I still get games for free and some through some sort of stuff. I, I just I can't even bother with the phone. Like I like I don't even I don't even want to play <laughs> this. It's just it's too much work for me to go and click three things, but. It just feels like they've they've packaged up the gold, the Xbox Live name, and and they they kind of sunset it. And them rolling out this Game Pass stuff, it feels like they are saying we are now looking to pivot the way that this whole thing operates, whether you have an S and X one or PC. And these are just all they're all going to kind of work in unison depending on which service. Like you're gonna you're gonna switch from from PC to console, just switch your service and you're fine. With PlayStation. When they go and they they go with their PlayStation Plus brand because they name everything PlayStation insert name here. Like they could have they could have a toothbrush they call it PlayStation toothbrush. They they so they they took this PlayStation Plus branding, and they not only are keeping it around, which reminds me of a of a of the old PlayStation Three PlayStation Four era where they are just charging to play online, but then they go and now tack on a new suffixes to the end of it, and it just kind of. It just hammers back that they are not trying to change and they're not trying to pivot into the next flow of game uh, game distribution mm-hmm. and the way that they let their play- people access it. It just it just feels like they are grasping at the service in which made them popular. And they're just trying to kind of fluff up what they had already and kind of trying right. to polish it. And and not not everyone will see it like that, and that like I know that I shouldn't see it like that, but that's how I see it. Well, how okay? So with these increased prices, then for example, would you turn it back on? Well, like I know you don't have it currently, but like, would you Which is sign crazy. up for one of them? Like let like let's say you were at the essential level, like you were at PlayStation Plus, boom. So you're, and let's just say you're, you know, it was back in the day when you, when you like kind of, when you needed it, right. To, to, to game with us. So it's like, okay, you know, I need this. I'm going to pay for it. Even with this price increase, I have to go from 60 to 80. Damn. I guess I have to do it. Do any of these price increases make you want to upgrade? That sounds weird. But the reason why I ask is because there are value adds in extra and in premium. Like for example, like, you know, you just went through all the Xbox live or the Xbox game pass core and all that. Like for me, I was like, I do not want to be inconvenienced at all on Xbox or on PC. I want it all. 
which one do I buy? Ultimate? Cool. And I don't even look at the price. It's just that simple. And I know that might sound you know, titled or something, but like that's that's exactly my thing. Well, like money, sure. Like I know you're doing the like your money symbol with your hand there, but like it's not that much because I'm gonna use it. But with some- <laughs> it's not that much. Just because the fucking price. For for Game Pass <laughs> Ultimate? No, it's I'm talking about PlayStation Plus maximum. It's- oh no, no, yeah, no. So so what I mean is like I have Game Pass Ultimate, which yeah. is like you know the big one. I yeah. have not upgraded on the PlayStation at all because I'm just on the essential. Like I'm just on essential. It sucks that I guess I have to pay more now, but like, damn. Okay. But like, to me, I don't see a value add enough in extra or in premium to upgrade to the 100 or 120, which was the old pricing, let alone the 135 or 160. But like in, in your particular case, like you were trying like with, um, game pass like you were turning it off and on or whatever to try to beat a game and then turn on and off and off and on when you had playstation plus as a constant in your life the essential plan would you have upgraded to any of these and would you have accepted the price increase like would you have said you know what like i don't really want to pay for these games uh these playstation uh you know sony exclusives and i don't mind getting them late in their life so like i'll get the extra or i'll get the premium and would you weather that storm in that in that in that context, like, would you weather the, the the price increase? I would have weathered the bare minimum price increase for the duration of playing something with somebody, right? For a, for a predetermined for for a for a definite not for an indefinite period of time. Okay. Um. Uh. I would not keep it on for the sake of playing something forever. So let's say Overwatch 2 didn't come out and Overwatch was still the main title because that game you had to you bought outright, so you had to pay for PS Plus. Mm-hmm. I would have a hard time paying that annual cost just so I can play one game online. Because that's all I use by the end of my PS4, and my PS and the and the short time that I've used my PS5, that was all I was using for was I was paying for PS Plus to play Overwatch online. Right, that was it. And to say, well, I'm gonna have to pay an extra twenty dollars a year American, so an extra thirty dollars a year Canadian to play this game online. I don't know that I would have done it. With Overwatch 2, since it's a free-to-play, you don't actually need Plus to play. Right. You play, you play online for free. Okay. Um, Because I was talking, because before I had turned it off, before I turned off PlayStation Plus and I had packed away Overwatch, I I turned on Plus again. My, my, my Plus was on because I was playing, I was replaying the first Division with three people who have never played it before and they wanted to play it on PlayStation. So I said, guys, yeah, I'll turn it on. But we have to make a point to turn this off. Like we have to try to, you know, hustle our way through it. Get through it. Yeah. Yeah. Because I'm going to be paying it in, I'm going to be paying it in the monthly or the three month plan. And I don't want to, I'm not, I'm, there's no fucking way I'm doing the annual. Like I'm not paying that amount for the annual. So I, we, we looked at the time, like, okay, like, okay, we're going to stop this for a bit. So I turned it off and I'm prepared to turn it back on if they want to finish it. Right. 
but I'm turning it off as soon as I can right after that. Like I'm not, I'm not fucking keeping that on. Okay. So you're like, you're not like, like you're unlike me where I will purchase a subscription within reason for the convenience. Like I really don't like inconveniencing myself. So I'll be like, man, I value my dollar too much. I would, I would put up, I would put up with the convenience, the inconvenience again, within reason, there is a breaking point. Sure. Yeah. Um, you're not using a horse and buggy or using a car. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah, it, uh, this looks gross. Well, cause, uh, there was one article here, um, by HITC, um, and, it, the headline read new PS plus price increases, uh, see enraged, uh, sees enraged players galloping to Xbox game pass. Um, now I skim skimmed through the article. I didn't see any specific numbers or anything like that, but I, you know, just for conversation, I thought it'd be interesting to, you know, sort of ask, you know, would you ever hop over to a competitor if their online service increased prices and by how much? So if you were, you know, if you went, if you were back on the PlayStation plus train mm-hmm. where you like needed it and wanted it and needed and used it, um, and you didn't want to turn it off. But they, you know, decided to start increasing prices like this or like in this particular um, price increase or if in, you know, in the past they had that other one. Would you ever jump over to a competitor? And the reason why there's so much nuance here is I'll add a little bit to the question is that because PlayStation and Sony are kind of the only ones competing in this particular space. And I feel like they'll just follow each other. Or Xbox and Sony, sorry. Um, And so I feel I feel as though they would just end up following each other and so i wouldn't like invest in another 600 or whatever 700 console to then only to then be like damn now xbox is more money this month like they've you know they decided in two months two months after the playstation raised their rates that they're gonna raise their rates too like damn uh yeah it sucks when that happens but i don't have any particular brand loyalty i will hop over if it's cheaper okay um, unless the uproot cost is so extreme that is not worth it but that's i can't that's not turning on an office subscription is not that bad so you raise a very good point though i just i just thought of this the uprooting so the uprooting especially with the playstation is those playstation um plus tiers are largely tailored for people that have a PlayStation 5. Yes, you can stream the games on us on I think the highest tier or something on a PC, but it's largely tailored for those on a PlayStation 5. The Xbox stuff, however, really feels as though it's I mean at least at the very least in marketing feels as though it's really meant for any, you know, anyone to play. Yes. And I was listening to another podcast and they were mentioning how they had some friends that hadn't played games in a long time. And they, you know, didn't have anything but a work computer. And so they're not going to be able to play Starfield. But this is a new Bethesda game. You know, this is a fucking big release. And so, you know, since uh, what is it? 2015 since uh, Fallout 4, the last like single player Bethesda games. This is a big fucking event. And these people are using Amazon Fire Sticks because it's really cheap. And they're just getting Xbox Game Pass Ultimate or whatever it is that you need to stream. And they're just streaming from there. Now, I, you know, I don't know, maybe you could do that on PlayStation to some sort of extent through some side loading or God knows what people have done with Android. But the point of the matter is, is that like Xbox feels as though they're OK with me kind of like moving around, whereas like PlayStation feels as though they want me to have that PlayStation like the console. They want me to be in the ecosystem. They want me to be there. And obviously Xbox does, too. 
but the uprooting feels a lot mm-hmm. more uphill with PlayStation. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's, it's weird. PlayStation. I almost feel like, to, like, oh, I don't know. This is gonna be weird. I, I almost feel like there's this, like I have a leash with PlayStation. If you're, if you're in that PlayStation ecosystem, you can't stray too far. You can't leave that, that, you can't leave your playpen of PlayStation. Like you can you can walk around mm-hmm. and you can go look at the different PlayStation stuff, but you can't ever like get over that fence because that leash will just kind of pull you back. And and it's with Xbox, it just feels like they've done an excellent job in kind of echoing that they are everywhere. Like they have their literally thing is called play anywhere. Like that's their, that's the branding for it. And they make a point when they release, when they, when they, when they release those infographics of new games that are coming out above every single one, it have, they have a legend of graphics and it literally says console PC cloud or however, whatever the combination is. And it's just, I don't feel super restrained to think, oh, if I want to play this game, I need to have an Xbox One or Series S or Series X. Or I just need a, or I can just literally have my PC, which I love. Okay. Or, worst case, I get my fucking iPad and I just, if I have Ultimate, I can play it there. The, the PC, the PC is a big thing too, because yeah. like Xbox Game Pass PC or Game Pass PC, whatever the hell they call it now, um, allows you to, like, they have a launcher. They have the Xbox app, and you literally download the games. And then you can also stream some games as well, but they just let you download the games, and it's just sort of like, you know, Steam-ish in that way. Whereas the PlayStation, you know, PlayStation, yes, they are uh, dabbling in PC. You can stream their games, but you can't download the games that are in the extra or the premium tiers um, on a PC. And they do have, obviously, PlayStation does have PC games now, but they're behind, you know, quote unquote, the, the normal paywall. Like you have to buy the game to go it. They're not on the, they're not on the, any of the services. So like Xbox does have that huge benefit, um, a huge benefit of that, like no doubt. And like, honestly, it makes, and this actually goes right into the next story pretty nicely is that it makes the PlayStation portal so much stranger because it's like, why does an Xbox have one of these? Like, I feel like Xbox would have benefited from having something like this, but with some power on board to either install things or, you know, play, play, you know, play more games like, Hey, like stream directly from the cloud and stuff like that. Whereas like the PlayStation portal does not do any of those things. It's meant to once again, keep you in that hardware ecosystem really where it's like, no, no, like don't stream games from the internet, stream it from your PlayStation five. It's kind of an eyebrow razor. Like, another 200 almost 200 dollar device american to american yeah 199.99 us and like another another like pretty expensive device to do this and like ryan outlined a whole thing where like it doesn't like connect to bluetooth headphones or something and like blah 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 yeah, blah, blah, blah. That's fucking wild and it's just like man like what is this device like a, an xbox version of this would be i would imagine streams Streams from the cloud, let's be clear, do, can stream from the console, absolutely, remote player, whatever they call it, can can stream from the console if you'd prefer it. Streams, again, from the cloud, 
you have your cross save over the Xbox network, which is completely done in the background. Maybe you can fuck around with your clips or something like that, like some basic, you know, Xbox app plus um, sort of functionality in there. Like what a missed opportunity for Sony here, to be honest. And just to go slightly, I go back to Xbox. The like, honestly, one of the few things that they're missing is, and I'm, I hope it's coming soon is the ability to stream your, to stream your existing titles if they have a cloud version on Xbox Game Pass console or PC. So if you pay for Ultimate, if they have whatever whatever is in our Netflix like catalog, the thing that's rotating, you know, you can you can stream. I would love it if you have Xbox Game Pass uh, PC or console. They say, hey, because you're paying for the service. If your game is, if you if you have a game, if you own a game that is, happens to also be in our online cloud catalog available, you can also just stream it. Mm-hmm. Because if once once they do that. It's like then you're set, and then you can literally pick whatever degree of Game Pass you want, and you're fucking golden. I'll do you. I'll do you one better. Imagine if you could purchase a game on the Xbox Store and then just stream it. Because I I had a friend actually ask me that, and he's like, he's like, oh, I like I was thinking about getting Ultimate. I want, I need to stream something. I think he's on vacation, and he's like, can I stream anything? And I was like, definitely not. Like you have to only stream the Xbox um, Game Pass stuff. Yeah, and I don't think that's going to happen, um, because I this this is a question that I constantly pose with Stadia was, if you're buying something from them, mm-hmm. and they're saying it's a streaming title, mm-hmm. they have to support that infrastructure forever. Oh, that is a fair forever. point. Forever. If I buy one. $30 game from Stadia, and that's the only thing that I ever fucking play on their service. They're paying for that. For 90 <laughs> years. I have I have got I they have lost money on the infrastructure support from my purchase. Right. But if I'm paying them five to ten to fifteen dollars a month, they can work that into the into the cost. That's that's why I don't think, at least for now, that you would ever be able to buy a streaming only title and just have that in your library. I don't think that's going to happen. It, it would be does. convenient, but that's it a pretty good point. Yeah. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think it's going to happen. I honestly don't think it's going to happen, but anyways, PlayStation portal. I would keep on saying PlayStation portable. It's, I mean, really? Uh, yeah. So the PlayStation portal, uh, the release date was confirmed. This comes to us from game rant. Uh, just a few points from the article here. The PlayStation portal will be released on November 15th in select territories with pre-orders available starting today. Uh, as of the article being published, of course, the device features an eight inch display with a 1080p and 60 hertz uh, output and includes features of a dual sense controller. Additional pre-orders will be available next month in different territories with further details to be shared with PlayStation or PS5 players at a later date. Um, I'm, I'm super interested into how this is going to be handled because I, I mean, I might be totally wrong. I feel these these pre-orders are going to be really low. Like, is it going to be under a thousand? I don't know if that's true. No, but like, maybe not. Maybe not under a thousand. That's probably ridiculous because Sony's so big. You're gonna, but you're like, gonna, you have more. You have more than a thousand YouTubers and online people <laughs> that would pre-order just for the sake of having it on day one and reviewing it. So that's it's true. Gonna be, it's going to be over a thousand for for sure. But 
I also I also don't think that the pre-orders numbers are going to be low at all. I think the pre-orders numbers are going to be fine. I think this thing's going to, I think this post-launch this thing's going to fail. Um, just like the Apple, just like the PlayStation TV, TV, which was completely mismarketed. Man, what a oh man! It came out. I remember walking into Future Shop, which is also dead rip, and. Um, Walking into Future Shop and seeing it because Ryan wanted to buy one and I was super hyped for it. And then I don't know, something happened and I was looking at it on the shelf and was like, this thing's going to flop. Yeah. I don't know what it was. It's just like, holy fuck, this thing feels like it's going to fail. The, place, the PlayStation TV and the PlayStation Classic. Remember that mm-hmm. thing? I do, yeah. That thing fucking flopped. I have I have a sealed one in a box somewhere. I bought one. I mean, that might be like a collector's thing. That'd be kind of cool. Yeah, but. I well, because I, I bought all the Nintendo, Sega, Super Nintendo, like all of them. I'm waiting for the fucking Game Boy one. I'm oh, you bought two. the Sega one? Okay. I bought the Sega one too, yeah. And I'm waiting for the game. If, if Nintendo actually does it again and they do the Game Boy one, I'm buying two. I'm going to buy one to keep. I'm going to buy one open because that, oh, yeah. I would, that I would literally have in my pocket with me as I walk around. I'd walk around the hospital as I work. I just have my Game Boy up. I That's would, fucking awesome. I would, I would Game Boy the shit out of that. But the uh, the the I think I think post launch this is just going to be just a a clearance get this thing out of here this was a failure thing I hope to God we're not wrong because if this thing is a success that's yeah, it does like honestly, like I mean, I just kind of came up with that idea last week that like the, the that they were maybe talking about a PlayStation P, like a PSP or a Vita two, yeah. And then they were like, uh, we don't want to do this, but we ordered a bunch of we ordered a bunch of displays. It's like, why don't we saw a bunch of you know not literally, but why don't we saw a bunch of Dual Sense in half and just let's get the cheapest components we can and just like emulate it or not emulate, but just stream everything. It's like, all right, let's do that. Yeah. It's like like what? Yeah, honestly. Like Greg Miller from Kind of Funny, according to Ryan, because I I haven't watched their content in a while. According to Ryan, he apparently uses remote play every night because his wife watches TV and then he plays his game or whatever to like, you know, I I don't know whether that's for work or for, you know, his own personal enjoyment or probably both. But Mm -hmm. um, the point of the matter is like he allegedly uses remote play every day. And like, I mean, I have used remote play for some things like I have used remote play to quickly not remote play on the PlayStation, but on the Xbox, whatever their version's called, to just like quickly make sure that my downloads are working and stuff like that. And then I just like put it back into sleep. I've used remote play on for PlayStation when I was checking daily deals in an eShop once. I was at the cottage <laughs> and I would literally just load it up and just browse the deals and then turn it off. Cause I didn't want to <laughs> I didn't want to miss the deals. But this thing is baffling and i i don't know i don't know if i said it i probably i don't know if i was when the last episode i was on was but you guys have probably echoed this previously when you have a device that is restricted to your home because it has to be on your home it has to be on the same wi-fi right you can't you can't do it out of house or you can do it out of house no you you, you can do it out of house they did recommend oh. some some speed so like i could go to your house and connect to my playstation at home Oh, okay. See, I was under the impression that this thing had to be on your uh, the same Wi-Fi network. That is the recommended, I believe, because I mean that you're the closest to your PlayStation at that time, right? Yeah. All right. Anyways, that aside, this thing does not stream or play titles on its own. Correct. You need to have a PlayStation Five. 
once again, that hardware, that hardware ecosystem rearing its ugly head. Who is this for? Greg Miller. <laughs> Especially if, if you have somebody. I'm trying to think of like the use case. Knowing like, that you can't knowing that you can leave your home. Right. Maybe somebody who somebody who does travel not constantly, because if somebody was traveling constantly, they would have a switch or a steam deck. They wouldn't have this. But somebody who travels intermittently and they have a PS5 and they fucking love their PS5 and want to be constantly playing, I can maybe see this going. Mm-hmm. But I also don't trust the hardware enough to actually run properly. Like you're you're banking on on your home network doing this doing this job properly, and you're banking on wherever you are to do its job properly. And, and a, a lot, lot of people do not know how to set up a network properly. Yeah, and if you're somebody who's traveling and hitting like hotel Wi-Fi's, you're not that thing's not working at all. That's absolutely not working at all. I would soon rather just turn on the hotspot on my LTE or my five G and just use that. <laughs> Honestly, like that, like that would probably make sense. So. I really want to know where in the boardroom meetings, like where the, what the demographic demographic is, like who 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 is this for? What what gender? What age range? What profession is this meant for? I was curious whether this is like I just thought of this now is in a different li- living situation. What I mean by that is maybe in a smaller house or a smaller apartment where there isn't multiple TVs kicking about, right? whether that's due to budget or space. And it's literally a thing where it's like, you know, the parents would love to watch TV, but they, they can't because the kid's on and yes, you know, yes, the parent kicked them off, blah, 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 whatever. But like, is this to allow the kid to continue to play or allow whoever, you know, to to continue to play PlayStation while someone's using the TV? I mean, that's literally what Greg Miller's using, but I'm thinking in specifically in the context of, there's a reason why there's not, not an additional TV. Either they don't want it. That's not, it won't fit in the house. Maybe there's no, maybe it's literally like a one bedroom place. Um, th- like, I mean, maybe that like I've never had to share a TV with anyone. So like, I, I don't know. It fucking sucks. So like, I don't know. Like, I, I don't know that experience. So like, maybe that is what it's for. However, your phone already does it. So would I pay $199.99 American? I was going to say 200 American. Would I pay 200 American for a device like this on top of a PlayStation? And then I would have to potentially get better headphones or whatever. Cause I, I don't know, like you can't connect, you can't connect just regular Bluetooth to it. Right. Or like, can you, but you can only get audio out or something. I don't actually know. I can't remember right. what Ryan said now. Yeah, but. I, I, cause I wouldn't pay for this either. And Ryan, I think Ryan said he wouldn't, he wouldn't buy this either. Then he's a PlayStation fanboy. I think he said fifty dollars or something though, and he would, he would buy it, like fifty dollars off. Fifty bucks off. He said it in the last episode, so like we can confirm that. But like, I think it was something like that. And it's like, mm, I'm not paying 150 American for something like this. Hmm. All right, let's let's pivot. Let's do a counterpart scenario right xbox announces the xbox bone okay xbox bone this thing is shaped like a bone and this thing will remote play xbox games from your console Mm -hmm. xbox one and xbox series s Mm -hmm. while you're out of the house same price american canadian but it does exactly what the playstation portable does but for xbox consoles only how would that be received? 
I, I think it would be received equally as poorly. Like, I think, I mean, I, I mean, I'm saying equally as poorly. I know that there's like a lot of people questioning what this device is for. Um, I mean, there is some, there is some hype for it, of course. Like, I mean, just like anything, but here's a question is anyone who is invested enough in gaming to care enough to remote play or to continue playing when the TV's in use, wouldn't they already have another setup ready for this? Wouldn't they have another TV, like a very small one? Um, like I'm like, we but know they that- might, but the, okay. To, to, to counter that though, there, they might not be thinking PlayStation might not be thinking about somebody who wants to continue playing, who can use the TV. That scenario might come up, mm-hmm. but that might not be the exclusive scenario. The scenario like might, a, be, might be oh, legitimately sorry. is somebody who is out of the house and wants to play for X reason. Could be they are just in the backyard. They are, you know, at a friend's place. They are traveling. They are at work right. or they or the profession doesn't allow them to be at home. They are they are, you know, on call. They are, you know, a resident at a, at a sitting at a laying down in a hospital waiting to be called in. It could be anything like that. So I, I say that it's not probably just TV use. But at the same time, if you're in that same demographic, I can't imagine a scenario where you would say, and if you're that invested in gaming, you're that serious, you're not just in the PlayStation ecosystem. You're in all other ecosystems. So why That's would fair. you not be in a, why would you not have a Switch and or Steam Deck at this point? And this just feels like PlayStation looking around saying, hey, Nintendo's got that. That was fucking great for them. Steam's got that. That was great for them. All right. We had ours. It was tanked. You know, Xbox doesn't have one, but they're getting in on the Steam Deck action a little bit here and there. What can we do just to show just to show the market that we are in the portable space. We're paying attention. Yeah. Yes. I think, I think it's just, I think it's them just pumping something out to say, Hey, we're here. And maybe somewhere on the next one, maybe they actually do put an OS. Maybe they do allow streaming because if this thing, if this thing was a hundred, honestly, but this thing was a hundred dollars more. And they said, Hey, this has limited hardware for you just to stream shit. That would make way more sense. I would be more enticed to pay more for this if it streamed PlayStation content and I could play it without a PlayStation 5 as opposed to being $100 less and it just being a streaming device. There is also the thing to consider as well that the DualSense, at least in, at least here in Canada, is about $90 to $100. Yeah. So, I mean, like, I mean, I guess I'm comparing it to the American price, though, but I was going to say, like, if you're paying, like, I mean roughly like a hundred dollars for the screen and you're paying a hundred dollars for the controller and then you tack on 30 percent for the currency but, but also at the same time though the controller for the dual sense is not is not just the uh oh this thing's grimy <laughs> is that your dual sense no, is my dual shock is my, is my dual shock four but okay. it's the same thing but like your dual sense is they only took the left and the right okay so they they took out the entire middle touchpad, all the speakers, right. all the major communication uh, portion is is not there, and they only took that side. So, you know, not knowing the specific costs, it's hard to say. But 
it's just it's baffling it's so fucking there, there's even like another device there's even like another device out there called like i think it's called the logitech g cloud and it's a handheld computer but it is meant for cloud gaming and it's meant for to stream things down and it does have like a little bit of an os on top of it and blah 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 but it doesn't have that much power is the point and so you're not like running things like a steam deck but so like a lot of people like you know criticize it and whatever but i have a question we're talking about something that's you know pretty techy to be fair being like man i can't run my games locally it's like if you go up to your like, you know, anyone in your family or any of your friends that aren't gamers or aren't technical and you say, I can't play games locally, are they going to know what that means? Sorry, say, say that question again. I didn't quite absorb that question. I don't think I absorbed it properly. So like we like when we when this thing is sold. So let's just say this like the PlayStation Portal is sold right beside a PlayStation or right, right beside a Steam Deck. Okay. So you go in and you're like, oh, like, you know, what ecosystem are you in? Already they're confused. Okay. It's like, I don't know. It's like I play on a PlayStation or I play on a Steam, I play on Steam or whatever. It's like, oh, okay, cool. Well, you can get the PlayStation portal, but that thing doesn't run games like that. That thing doesn't run games locally on there. And it, like, they're going to be like, what? Like, what, 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 what the fuck does that mean? Like, we're, we're very much like we're describing the entire scenario around it from the perspective of a tech person so like uh, the playstation portal being advertised to someone who is not techie could be could be like play playstation in your bed play playstation here play playstation here playstation 5 required like that that little you know that little thing at the end of the commercial yeah i i'm really curious to see that big and they're gonna have to really put this on the box is playstation 5 console required and they need to put that right on the fucking front of the box or whatever posters that they put in at Walmart or GameStop or whatever, because people are going to go in there. They're going to buy thinking they can play PlayStation games and not realize that they can't. That's a very good point. Like kind of like the Wii versus Wii U. Yeah. And then you have a lot of upset parents. Oh my God. And then it's going to flop. And then they're going to, then they're going to like push, they're going to sell it off at Christmas and they're going to, they're going to, Oh my God. They're going to, they're going to cover their bases, but they're going to disguise it as like a PlayStation console when they have to just get rid of it. And then dumb parents who don't know any better are going to buy thinking that they can get like a PlayStation portable. But see, this is, this is what I mean is like, God, I can we, see it now. We like, we, I, I mean, I don't, dis, I don't disagree with you. And like, it's not the parents fault really. Like I understand like, Oh, you should do your due diligence and this and that. It's like, yeah, but like if I do my due diligence for frigging like months on end for everything I ever purchased, like I'd be, still be doing my due diligence for like something that I bought in college. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Like, it's fucking ridiculous. Like I can't do my due diligence for absolutely everything. And especially if it's like a present where I'm like in the store, I'm like, Oh, it's 200 bucks. Well, I could buy like a $600 or whatever PlayStation five, but I could buy this PlayStation portal for 200 bucks. Like, ah, I could maybe do that. Right. You're just like, mm-hmm. you're not going to think about it fully. So I don't know this. I'm like, I know that like I'm definitely out on this device. Like I'm definitely not going to purchase this thing, at least not in its current state. I will say this though, that holy crap, am I interested? Like, I really don't want this to be another PlayStation thing where they release it and it dies just like PlayStation. There's like PSTV. I do want and, this to be a thing where they release it and it dies. I want, really? I, want I, I want it to happen exactly as we expect it to. Well, remember this. What about PSVR two? What about it? Where is it? Where are the games for it? Yeah. Like what what's its status? Like that is a, a it's a well-built machine and yeah. that is a fucking huge investment. 
once again, and this is, I know, a smaller investment, but relatively speaking, you're getting less. Um, that is a huge investment. And it's just like, oh, so like at the end of the day, like Sony might be just straight up hurting their reputation a little bit where people are going to be like, man, I ain't buying something proprietary. That's that's PlayStation. Like, it's just not going to, it's not going to go anywhere. Yeah. But you still have your PlayStation fanboys. You have people who are, there are. Well, the console's solid. The console's solid and everyone knows that to be fair, but. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so like, I'm, I'm sure we'll cover this to death. I feel like the PlayStation portal almost started taking over our like coverage of the Activision Blizzard. <laughs> like, we're just oh, so, yeah. so fucking interested in this in this PlayStation portal that like, I don't know, I'm, I'm super intrigued into like, you know, whether this thing I, I would I would love to be proven wrong. Like, to be clear, like, I'm not chanting for this thing's death. If, if I am, if thousands of people were like, man, I friggin want to play in bed. I'll be like, you know what? I do actually do that with my Steam Deck. Like, I do like just decide to like kind of lounge on the couch and I'll turn the TV on even if I'm in front of it. So like, yeah, like maybe like if you're all in on the PlayStation ecosystem, maybe people are going to do that. I hesitate to say that that's going to happen, but we'll see. And the final thing here is a query corner question, which I actually divided up into three one, three questions that was oh. that was uh, designed by Tim and by Ryan. And they're both not here, unfortunately. Good job. But, yeah. <laughs> so maybe we'll cover it again. Uh, just because it is some conversational point, but uh, a screenshot was sent to our Discord chat here. It's by a person named Bulwark15. Um, and they said, and they're quote retweeting the IGN uh, tweet where they said, Bethesda has confirmed its highly anticipated role-playing game, The Elder Scrolls Six, which was officially announced in 2018, has entered early development. So obviously, you know, we're looking at a gap of from 2018 to 2023 pretty big gap. And so this person, this Bulwark 15 is saying, so the announcement trailer was just marketing to artificially increase the price of the Microsoft buyout question mark. And I never really thought of it from that perspective, but it, you know, that kind of like raised a question like maybe. And then Ryan, Ryan replied because Tim and uh, him had a bit of a back and forth chatting about it. And uh, Ryan sort of uh, took a screenshot to quote the article that was that was written by IGN. And it says, uh, Heinz was asked if fans will hear more about The Elder Scrolls Six when Starfield launches. And he said, quote, we have uh, put all our studios focus on making this game the best it can be. Um, and yes, there are people working on The Elder Scrolls Six, but this is this is what the studio has focused on. So no, you're not going to hear soon about The Elder Scrolls Six. Starfield is our focus for now, and it's going to remain our priority for a while before we talk about anything else. When asked to confirm if the Elder Scrolls 6 is, is was still in pre-production, Heinz said, no, it's in development, but it's in early development. So I've developed or I've come up with three questions and we can, you know, tackle one or more of them or all of them, whatever. Did the Elder Scrolls 6 announcement have any bearing on the Microsoft acquisition? Um, That's a good question, honestly. I don't know if we're going to find any proof or anything, but it's certainly a talking point. What do you think? Um, I honestly didn't think about it until you brought it up. It's interesting, right? I never thought about it until yeah. uh, until these screenshots and stuff were shared. I'm like, it, it's pretty interesting. Yeah, I kind of wanted to. Uh, I didn't get a chance tonight, but I was going to try and like dig up the old articles because I wanted to see whether, like, I wanted to see the timeline of like they announced this and then like when was Microsoft interested and like when did the public find out and blah 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 blah. Oh, I have to imagine that Microsoft is interested for a while before, even before that. They Microsoft has said, I think publicly, or may have been in the court case or whatever, 
that their main motivation for buying Activision is to buy uh uh what's it called? The mobile Starfield. division. No, not Starfield, the mobile division, King. Oh, sorry. Yeah. Oh wait, like that that's that's Activision Blizzard, right? Oh fuck! Yeah, I was about to say. Hang on, we're getting our our things Holy confused. Holy crap! Uh, Microsoft's been uh, been buying yeah. some stuff. Oh, <laughs> all right. Let's reset. All right. Um. Yeah, you know what? Maybe, but at the same time, though, we also know that PlayStation, Sony approached. Sony approached Bethesda to try to make Starfield an exclusive at one point. I don't know. I'm inclined to think that maybe the Starfield development was probably more important to the 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 bigger motivation. But here's the thing, right? Is that when you purchase Bethesda or ZeniMax or whatever, the whole technical thing behind it, when you purchase a company like that, you're getting their IP. So you're getting the Elder Scrolls. And like one of the things that I I think I discussed in the Discord was that, you know, is it even really news that Bethesda was working on Elder Scrolls 6? Like, yeah, yeah, it is news. Like all the news articles are going to go nuts about it and people are going to freak out. But it's sort of like, did we really think that they weren't going to be making an Elder Scrolls 6? And then if Microsoft goes to purchase Bethesda, they're not going to be like, man, we'd love Elder Scrolls 6. But this company we just purchased, I'm not going to tell them to do that. Like they'll definitely, but Microsoft would definitely say to them, yo, get going, <laughs> you know, build, make that all the scroll six. Yeah. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It's a good question. I haven't thought about it since, uh, I never really connected that, but it's an interesting point though. Like it's certainly an interesting, uh, conversation point. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, there, this, you know, there was a bit of a, a chat going on in the discord and, uh, I've generated another question from that. And, uh, the second one is, is Bethesda Game Studios, which is Bethesda's uh, game development arm, big enough to have worked on the Elder Scrolls 6 while Starfield was being made slash finished? And that kind of led to like a little bit of a conversation on, you know, whether like something else had been worked on or something. You know, was it Fallout 5 or something? Like, I'm just making stuff up. I haven't you know, confirmed or looked up anything or anything. Um but it is a good question. Like, I mean, Starfield, like I haven't played it yet. It's literally right beside me. But uh, Starfield is, you know, a massive game from what I've heard, uh, especially from the marketing and from what other people have been saying, reviewers and stuff like that. So, like, you know, could a BGS have floated two projects? I mean, maybe. But I don't I don't really recall a time in which they floated two projects so large. Because like there's because like people get get Bethesda Softworks confused with Bethesda Game Studios because Bethesda Softworks is the publisher. Because there's also Zenimax, which is the parent company of the Bethesdas, so it's like it's kind of a kind of a web. So your question was, do you think it's possible for them to have been able to work on something in addition to Starfield? Yeah, like were they working on something else? And like I, what, you know, I think they were capable of doing it. I don't think they were. I'm with you. I agree with that. Um, I think I think maybe at the early part of development when they are still not under Microsoft. But honestly, if Microsoft had any say, even though they are tech, they are supposed to be independently run. So they're not. They're supposed to have their own brain. If Microsoft had any say, it was probably 
all hands on deck for Starfield. All hands on deck for our exclusive. I mean, that Elder, makes some bloody uh, sense too. Elder Elder Scrolls Six, which is if Microsoft keeps their word, will still be a PlayStation title. I'll include it there as well. I doubt they would want to focus on that right now. So I I think they're going to keep it keep it on PlayStation. I mean, I don't know if that's wishful thinking. I think I think so too. I don't. I I don't think. I don't think I think Microsoft knows that they won't be able to get people to come over to Xbox for a Elder Scroll title. Mm-hmm. And the hardcore uh, fans of Elder Scrolls, I would estimate, probably have a PC that could run it. Yeah, I, I could see it being a timed exclusive. Like I could definitely be see the marketing be played first see, on Xbox. I can see that as well. Yeah, because they've already done that with. Uh, Ah oh, fuck! I'm gonna fuck this up. Deathloop. Yep, that's right. Was was that that was PlayStation exclusive first? That was a PlayStation exclusive. That's right. Yeah. So PlayStation had a deal. It's funny how PlayStation is bitching and complaining about this in the courts when they're they're they are also just negotiating exclusive deals. They went and ex- yeah. So they went and 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 negotiated a deal, and then Microsoft took over, and they said they'll honor. They'll honor that ex- that timed exclusive deal, right? So honestly, I I think to have a reason to, I think Microsoft is going to probably on. I think Microsoft is going to take any title which was on PlayStation and do a timed exclusive on Xbox and eventually move over to PlayStation. I think the money they 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 can make on those marketplaces outweigh any sort of greed for exclusivity and then any new title from activision or or bethesda will be probably just a a window store and uh xbox exclusive it'd be super interesting to see kind of where we're at when the elder scrolls 6 comes out because you know like we can make in you know 2029 that's exactly what I mean is like where we're going to be. Are we going to be on a PlayStation six? Are we going to be this or that? Or like whatever. And like, it, you know, we, we can obviously only comment based on the landscape that we see and what we estimate it to potentially be. But like, is the landscape going to change? Like is Sony going to sneak in next year, purchase something big. And then Microsoft's going to be like, Hey, what the hell's going on purchase, here? Purchase who? Bungie? They did. What does EA? that do? I don't think they can buy EA. It's a good question. I don't know. E- EA, I, they have their, they have way too much going on. They have. Could you their, imagine just all the sports games? Yeah, PlayStation exactly. only. Uh, but here's the thing, though. I don't think the difference with the sports games are. It's not just Sony or the platform holder or the publisher that gets to decide that. the The leagues get a cut of that too. So when you have when you have your your consoles and you have your publishers and you have your developers, yeah, mm-hmm. money goes down that way. But when you have your leagues, your NHL, your NBA, so on and so forth, they also get a cut of that. And if they if you're going to say we're going to do exclusive, now that's half, assuming so, half money gone, right? Because the money that you're going to hope to bring in from bringing people over to an exclusive is not going to outweigh the money in which NHL or NBA or FIFA would have made, mm-hmm. and. That did happen. Remember, MLB The Show is a baseball game that was exclusive to the PlayStation platform. 
and uh-huh, MLB, okay. MLB went to Sony saying, "Hey, we want to open up to another uh, other consoles. We want you to pop. We want this game on other consoles." And Sony's like, "Okay, like I, I guess like you're the MLB. Fuck it." So PlayStation didn't publish it for the Microsoft Xbox. Uh, they got another publisher to publish it. Right. And you know what, and you know what happened on day one? Mm. It went to Game Pass. Oh, that's super interesting. Yeah, that's super interesting. Yeah. Actually, so a, a play uh, a traditional PlayStation developed, PlayStation published, which was PlayStation developed and not PlayStation published, was then negotiated by Microsoft to be an Xbox Game Pass Day One title. That's crazy. I didn't know which, that. Which was funny in its own right. Play it first on Xbox yeah. One. Like <laughs> so, so I don't. Uh, Sony going after EA is too big. If they got the sports games, that would be wild. That would but be fucking crazy. There, I think EA is too big of a player. Ubisoft, I think, is too big of a player. I don't think they could even get them. Um, Bungie, I'm sur- Bungie. I, I'm not. I'm not surprised that they got them. They could honestly maybe go FromSoft. <laughs> uh, well, they could, but they also have a lot of exclusive deals with them already. That's true. Not, they're like a lot of. I think Armored Core is going to be console wide, and what was the? There's another one that was Bloodborne's cons- PlayStation only. Bloodborne's PlayStation only. Dark- Demon Souls is PlayStation only. Sekiro is PlayStation only. Dark is Souls Sekiro PlayStation only. I'm pretty sure it is. Oh wow. Um, uh, Sekiro. Game. I just I've never played it. Uh, I mean, other than oh, maybe it isn't. Ones. No, 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 not not Sekiro. Not Sekiro. Um, the Demon Souls remake for sure is. Like you mentioned oh, that. Though. It is. No, it's not. Not Se- Sekiro. Is that is that a FromSoft game? Shadow Sekiro. Sekiro yeah. is 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 from is a FromSoft. Oh, okay. Game, yes. Yeah. No. It, okay. It is on Xbox. All right. So. Yeah. Okay. Correction. Yeah. Sekiro is both consoles. Dark Souls are both consoles. I think. Bloodborne is not. Yeah. Dark Souls Blood, is. But Dark, Bloodborne. Bloodborne is not. Yeah. Bloodborne. Bloodborne and Demon's Souls are PlayStation. Armored Core could go, I think, could go either way. They they seem to have that cornered anyways. Right. If they Bloodborne and, and Demon's Souls are only getting made because PlayStation's funding it. And that's why they, they get the exclusive deal. So I'm not... I don't think they would even bought... It would be funny if Microsoft bought them, though. That would be so fucking funny. <laughs> because people would absolutely pivot to play those games. On an, on an Xbox. You imagine Elden Ring 2 Game Pass exclusive. <laughs> People be freaking their shit. That would be funny. But I don't, uh, maybe not yet. I could see Sony buying uh, Remedy. Remedy is small enough to be bought by Remedy is. Max Payne. Uh, they made Max Payne, they don't own it currently. I think I actually think Microsoft owns Max Payne as part of some sort of exit deal. Uh, Rockstar did or does too, or maybe yeah. Rockstar I think publishes. I think anyway. Remedy may Max Payne. They don't own it anymore. They would like to have it back. They can't. Uh, Control Alan Wake. Oh, uh, those games. Quant- right. Quantum Break. Part of their Remedy universe. Like they're they're slowly crossing them over. I could see them being bought up. Because they're very narr- they're narrative uh, heavy games. Yeah. So, um, yeah. 
that would be a low hanging fruit. And like, I mean, I'm not the user's fan of control and stuff like that, but I know that there's other people that are like big fans. I don't know how much, I don't know how big of a fan uh, like those games have for pivot, but like it would certainly probably garner some uh, game pass subs- like signups, especially since they're single player games are like, you're not worried about like competitive shooters. So you can definitely play those streaming pretty easily. Yeah. I don't know if remedy would be a pivot title from so i think from software would absolutely i think from software now would ex- yeah. especially after elden ring i think i think if playstation said we're buying from soft people would be like makes sense you got you got their entire catalog covered on your platform all you're doing is weeding out microsoft microsoft would probably not be happy about losing future dark souls or Sekiro games but you know people are really in elden ring and demon souls anyway so i think microsoft would be agitated but they would be okay, fine. But if Microsoft bought from software, people would lose their fucking mind. They'd lose their fucking mind. They right. would they would rage out so goddamn hard. They would lose their mind. I almost want to see it happen. But I think it Microsoft- would be like the like like Starfield, like but double, I think, or something. Right? Yeah, I don't know. I I <laughs> just imagine taking it from I, the PC guys. Honestly, like, honestly, I'm just I'm trying to just like picture like form and Reddit and Reddit posts and see how pissed off he would be if Microsoft bought from software. Buys pre- buy CD Project Red. Oh man. Uh UT Project oh yeah, people Witcher would be um they they just buy the, the Witcher 4. <laughs> honestly, honestly, if they bought if some if one of them bought CD Project Red Red just after Witcher 3. They probably wouldn't have bad, like probably people wouldn't have cared, right? After the Witcher expansion and CD Prod and um, Cyberpunk and the announced Witcher remake in the style of Witcher Three, because they said they're remaking it, I think people would be upset about that. But I also think Microsoft is done after this for a while. I don't think they can. I I don't like they can't they can't go back and say we're gonna buy up them because. People are gonna be like, okay, all right, buddy. Like, let's like stop. Yeah, stop. Just stop. Antitrust for a second yeah. here. I think actually, yeah. yeah, you're barely gonna get away with Activision Blizzard, and even then, they have to do some. They have to do uh, that Ubisoft licensing deal thing, yeah. or they're trying that. They're attempting that. Yeah, which is a pretty weird one. And then they just buy Ubisoft. <laughs> That would be that would be fucking wild. Like, yeah, I'm just gonna fun. buy the company that we like. You know, yeah, no. That'd be but, fucking oh wild. my god, the, the paperwork. Because what is it? There, they are lice. They are. They're licensing the the game streaming rights for for Activision Blizzard games over to Ubisoft. That includes Activision for Blizzard own, games. That's okay. right. The streaming rights that includes back to Game Pass. So Ubisoft would sign a, an agreement back to them. To allow them to stream, have game streaming because the game streaming is all the UK care about at the moment in whoa, terms of whoa, like wait, a problem. Wait, sorry, 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 but so this would allow Ubisoft to license it back to Microsoft, or Ubisoft has to license it back. To it's a part of the agreement that they have to license it back. It's a part of the agreement that we read last week, so I assume they quote unquote have to. Yes, are they allowed to also license it to PlayStation? That's and what I think is that's Nintendo. what I think is allowed. Yes. Like I think they're okay. allowed to go, oh, like go to GeForce, go to this, go to that. Cause I think to, like effectively Nintendo. Ubisoft, 
yeah, like Ubisoft like wants to sell this. Like, oh, we have a new product, you know, kind of thing. Like, we got all these Activision Blizzard games. Who wants to stream them? Luna, let's go and shit like that. All right, Luna. Yeah, no, as, as long as as long as, but it's just funny how Microsoft's saying you have to let you have to license it back to us, which is already kind of uh, the whole point of this was for for you not to have exclusivity. But at the same time, if they're if they, this allows Ubisoft to also um to also license out to the competitors, then sure, I guess that makes sense. So I don't know. Let's see if the EU takes that. I don't even know if that's going to work. It's a crazy. It's a crazy world. Yeah, uh, either either that or they pull game stream because I I wonder if they I wonder if they went to the EU and said we'll just pull game streaming out of the out of EU. And if they said okay, you can sell you can sell your games, you can sell your games digitally, and you sell your games retail, but you cannot you cannot stream those games in the EU. That's a bloody good question. That that is a very wonder, good question. I wonder if that was on the table. Microsoft would be like, "Yeah, sure, we'll do that," because they'll still get all their all their COD sales and stuff. Yeah, they'll still they would still get the digital purchases. They would still get their retail purchases. They would still get all the microtransactions that go with said shit. It would still on be top, on Game Pass downloadable. On top of that, people would just VPN out of the fucking EU anyways. They don't give a shit. And if if EU consumers are really that upset about it they would let their representatives know and that would eventually just be overturned and somewhere no. down line that they would honestly if i was microsoft that's probably what i would do It'd be like you know what fuck it eu we'll just pull out we're just gonna we're not gonna operate in the uk at all and then watch how watch how fast you know the, oh. the gamers speak and the gamers let you will will freak out because it is it is just the uk that's complaining right it's not the eu as well right because they're separate now is that right i'm pretty sure that's right Oh, just the UK. Not even. I think it's the, just the UK. The, yeah. There, yeah. What do you got? Northern Ireland, uh, Wales, England, and Scotland. A lot I almost of failed there. geography, so I can't. I can't comment on that. <laughs> um. Last part of our query corner question here. Um. What are the benefits of announcing something so early, especially when it's almost implied, at least that this is my opinion, at least when it's almost implied that a series like the Elder Scrolls six would eventually be made. And it's something that they would be asked about all the time anyway. So like, what is the benefit here? Like, I know like maybe the Microsoft acquisition, maybe, but like what else? Honestly, it's to not have people pissed off. At at one point in the late 2000s and the in the early 2010s, it was all about pre-orders. It was like right. announce something early. We're going to pre-order numbers, and then they can go to they can take those pre-order numbers and go to the retail store saying, "Hey, you should have this on your shelf because we have pre-orders here. So we want this amount of space, and we want you to push this product and have these cutouts and all kinds of stuff." Yeah, those those that that was a wicked era. I I had it. I had it. I had a life-size dead space cutout at one point. That's awesome. Um, yeah, and. Um, but now it's just so people don't get pissed off mm. and to go back to that Bethesda uh, yeah Bethesda Elder Scrolls it was probably because they knew that if they didn't say something about Elder Scrolls 6 the discussion online after that presentation would be nothing about what they showed nothing about what they're adding on or they accomplished or whatever is going to be like where the fuck was Elder Scrolls Six? And that would be all the the banner titles that would be scrolling across, 
constantly. And they probably just did that so that you don't get that backlash. Similar to, similar to, even though it was almost a, it was in response to, but when Blizzard did just Diablo 4 title card a year after saying, uh, trying to defend Diablo Immortal, mm-hmm. they just literally did Diablo 4 title card. Just to say that, hey, you know, or they they did like a teaser trailer. They I think they did a Lilith, uh, just like a Lilith CD little, little thing. It's just to say, yeah, please do not get upset at us after this. We're giving you what you want. So here's, you know, here's something you have no right to have this. We are going to give this to you. This, so here's something interesting when you mentioned the Diablo thing. So obviously, like there was a year apart between the the teaser and then Diablo Mortal, Diablo Mortal being first. This Elder Scrolls Six thing, I'm pretty sure was shown off during the presentation for Fallout seventy six, and Fallout seventy six was a gigantic piece of crap when it came out, and they must have known that. I uh, yeah, I don't remember because they did a huge showcase. Todd Howard comes out. That's kind of his thing, right? He comes out and he's like, "Oh my god, like look, it's Todd, like Jesus." And then, and then like they he shows off the collectors. Yeah, they introduce the collector's edition that looks way too cool. <laughs> right, which I do have. Um, and then like, but like they must have known that Fallout seventy six was going to be uh, not well received. And so, unlike Blizzard, they may have seen better talk about Old Scrolls six real quick because then people are going to be like. Man, screw this follow game. Where's where's Elder Scrolls, right? They got something else. Because I don't think people would have freaked out about Immortal too much if it was like, here's Diablo Immortal. It's a mobile game. But it's just to hold you over until Diablo 4, little title card, done. People have been like, holy Christ, Diablo 4! And then, you know, freak the hell out. And then not got mad for a year. Yeah. So yeah, I 100% honestly, agree with you. Yeah, honestly, I think I think at one point it's all about pre-order numbers. And to say, to, you know, show show investors that this was a thing and now it's what do we need to do or anticipate ahead of time so the internet doesn't fucking rip our heads off that's where it's at it's kind of crazy like how much how much how much companies cater to idiots on the internet yeah it's like it's like i like like sometimes some outrage and you know yelling and stuff is good on the internet sometimes it gets some good shit done like hey you know these i don't know these Let's make it something up. These taxes are too high or something that gets fixed or whatever. I don't know. Let's make it something up. Um, <laughs> but like sometimes it's just like, man, like we didn't need to see Elder Scrolls six Elder Scrolls Six's little title card, you know, mm-hmm. way, way, way out. Like what was it again? 2018. So like we're talking uh, five years approximately. What? It's 2018. Like Elder Scrolls Six's title card was shown in 2018. Like that's crazy. Like that is that's Let's a long that's a long time for a title card. Like, don't worry, we've talked about in one meeting this, and then it's like the Elder Scrolls Six. Like, what? People Sorry. freak out. Like, you think that Elder Scrolls Six was introduced alongside what? Fallout seventy six. Fallout seventy six came out in twenty eighteen. Yeah. And they showed it off in June and they released it in November, I believe. Do you think Fallout 76 and Starfield were shown together? Yes, they were. Okay, yeah, you're right. So Elder Scrolls 6 was first announced as being in production during E3 2018, along with Starfield. Man, imagine 
Oh, man. They definitely were trying to deflect from 76. I didn't even like put that together. It's uh, it's like almost so obvious. Sure, we don't have the confirmation, but like I'm convinced. <laughs> oh, it's 76. I fucking played it to death. Fallout 76, Fallout Shelter. Fallout Shelter was shown off the pr- to a few years prior. No, I said I, it was it was. Fallout Shelter was, was oh. shown off shown off and announced at Fallout Four, which is 2015. Oh, yeah, man, I should try this game again. I think I've launched it a couple of times. I'm Fallout Shelter. But, yeah, Android, iOS, Windows, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. PlayStation 4. I would see I want to get into I want to get into Fallout series. I I know you you dragged me through two of them. But I would love it if they remade the first Fallout in the modern style. Would like I know that you like to play all of them but like you wouldn't you couldn't like just do the Bethesda ones cuz like 3 is totally serviceable. Like it's not great. I it it's tough. But like that if you do enough of an argument against me, I would probably concede and say, yeah, I would do just Bethesda ones because it's not only just a complete departure in terms of style and gameplay. It is a completely different team. Like the team. That's totally different. Yeah. It's yeah. totally different. And it's, it's, I almost wish they didn't even call it Fallout 3. I wish they had just called it Fallout and they had just started over. They had just done a spiritual successor to like a soft reboot almost. Um, but I don't know. I would be, and that's why I didn't want to touch the Witcher three was because I, but I want to play the Witcher three, but I also want to play the first two Witchers. And I tried to play the first Witcher and I got pretty far in it actually, but I just fell off it. And it's, it's like, Oh man, I really wish they would redo the Witcher in the, in the modern style. And then they eventually announced it. I'm like, oh, great. I can play the first game in a series. And then if I don't ever play Witcher game after that, I don't care. Because as far I don't ever have to continue on with the series. I never finish a series. I never finish a... I very rarely finish a television show. And I very rarely finish a video game series. Especially fucking The Witcher. Like, The Witcher... I was pretty young. But, like, the first Witcher, first of all, like, totally different style and stuff like that, like you mentioned. But yeah. there is a fucking quest in The Witcher where, like, I received the guidebook. And the fucking guidebook said, like solve the case or something and i i was pretty young but like i was trying to solve that case for like 15 hours of in-game time and like yeah i was probably an idiot maybe i could solve it today i had no idea what the hell i was doing and i eventually did solve it to be fair but i've at that point i was like man i'm done so like i don't know if you're gonna want to do that and then like you know three exit with three games one uh, two and great. three yeah but i'm not going to a, they're not going to, they're going to be a little bit more handholdy. They're going to adapt it for a modern audience. It's not going to be as clunky or unforgiving as the older Witcher games were. So, uh, but remember, I don't, I don't have to play Witcher 3 anymore. Right. I don't, I don't have to play Witcher 3 because I have the Witcher. I don't have to play Witcher 2 because I have the Witcher. I don't I don't have to think about Witcher 2. I don't have to think about Witcher 3 until I play Witcher 2. I don't have to think about Witcher 2 until I play The Witcher. I don't have to think about The Witcher until it comes out. That's my prerogative. Right. I, I don't have to continue on with something. I'm okay with just playing something and then sunsetting it. I do that with a lot of shows. I don't ever finish a show. But I don't like jumping midway into something. Right. Like your like your experience could be the expanse season yeah. one. 
And that's your expanse experience, yep. for example, for a TV yep. show. That's it. You don't have to go anymore. And Witcher, as, that's it. Yes. As far as I'm concerned, the story ends there. Nothing else happens. I can say I'm done with this. Some people have to see things through to the end. My brother's right. like that. Ryan's like that with certain things. I I don't have to. I don't have to see. I don't have to see something to the end. I have to see. To clarify, I have to see a game to the end. Most of the time, I have to play a game to the end. Okay. Some, some exceptions. I don't ever have to see a franchise to the end or, a, or like a trilogy of games. I don't ever have to see a show to the end. I never bother. If I don't like a show, I'll never finish a show. Even if I do like a show, I'll never finish it. I, I've, I have shows that I love. I'll never just finish them. They're big, um, man. Like they're freaking yeah. long. But I do finish the seasons that I'm on, though. If I start a season, I usually finish it. Okay. Yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I, I kind of don't think I'm like too far away like i can i can definitely jump in though but um i don't need to finish everything in a series like if uh if fallout 5 sucks it's like well that sucked and that's it like i'm not gonna beat that like i'm not gonna spend the time even if i started it even though like there is definitely some differences there between you and i because i might be like this sucks like and, and i and i will stick things out for sure uh sometimes to a fault but holy crap, will I sometimes just drop something? Also, like, there's something weird, too. Like, I don't know what your take is on this, but like, um, um, I know this is a tangent now, but Cyberpunk, for example. So I have this weird problem where, um, like, I'm playing Cyberpunk and just doing the story, but they're going to update the game alongside that big DLC that they're releasing. And the game is, like, apparently com- like supposed to completely change. And so I, now I'm like, one day I'm going to boot this up and, like, my save is going to be, like, like I'm going to be playing a different game. Mm-hmm. And like, like Aaron recommended like rushing through to the end because he's like, you built your character with the existing mechanics. Like now that now that now that like your character might be broken, like the the build might not work and stuff like that. And I'm like, you're right. <laughs> like you're absolutely not wrong. Yeah. Um, would you try to like lock the version or something? Because you can do that in Steam. Uh no, I would probably just start over if I really wanted to. Oh, you would actually start over if I I would probably rather start over than lock the version. Would yeah. you like like how much of a difference does it have to be? So like, OK, so it's, people not, even, play- it's not even difference. It's about time. If okay. I come if I come back to something after a long period of time and I can't jump back in, which I can do with a lot of games a lot of times. But there's sometimes there's just like I don't want to try to pick up where I left off and continue mm-hmm. as if I never left off. I would rather just wipe it. And there's a game that I would very much like to utilize my PlayStation for. And I can't do that because it's a server side save and there's no way to wipe the progress. Oh, that's stupid. You know what game that is? I, I forget. I think you told me once. Gran Turismo 7. I cannot wipe my save file for Gran Turismo 7. Is I cannot. It like GT7, not, not Sport or whatever? No. So there's there's Gran Turismo, Gran Turismo 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, Sport, and 7. Okay. And I think there's a place, there's a PSP version in there somewhere. Um, Gran Turismo Sport and 7 save files are server side. They're just on the network. The save file, which is on your PlayStation, are just like controller settings or like video settings. Okay. And you can't wipe it. Like, that's crazy. You right? cannot wipe Gran Turismo 7 save file. People have asked. 
Sony's response saying their their official solution is make a new profile. <laughs> you know the craziest part is you can wipe the server side save for Gran Turismo Sports. I was going to ask you because that was all like they, kind of like a games as a service kind yeah, of game. They've worked the function in where you can do that in Gran Turismo Sport. You cannot do that in seven. That is the most ridiculous yeah. like hole and, in a yeah. UX I've ever heard of. Yeah. And it's weird because with the with the with the with the sudden uptick in Gran Turismo with VR, because when when Gran Turismo seven had VR PSVR two support come out, people really took to it. It's actually really, really good. And that is a good demonstration of what that piece of hardware can do. And I got really interested in Gran Turismo again. Like I really want to jump back in. And I said to myself, I will, I'll eventually just jump back in and start over, blah, 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 blah. And then the movie comes out. And I I am going to watch a movie, but I do kind of, I'm like, I just want to play, like, I just want to fucking drive a car. That's all I want to do. I want to get in the mic and, and start driving. And I look it up. You cannot wipe your Gran Turismo 7 save. And it is infuriating. That's it crazy. Is so upsetting because now I have a game that I cannot, well, I could play it, that I do not want to play in its current state on my um, on my PlayStation. The only solution that I can think of, the, uh, you know, it probably won't even work. I was going to say, the only thing I can think of is boot up my PlayStation, not connect to the internet, boot it in, launch it, see what happens. Because if it can't reach the internet, it can't pull a save. But then I don't know. But then I wouldn't be able to save anything. But at the same time, I don't. I just probably just wouldn't let me do it anyway. So they probably would just say, "Get online and play this game." But it is. And here's the thing: though, the fact that that was PlayStation's response, and they haven't put a fix out yet for a game that is uh, pandemic years old, at least. Oh, is is that means they're not going to do it at all? Like they're not right. going to bother working that in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The chances yeah. are extremely low. Yeah, yeah. It's like okay. So what do I do? Do I because I can't play sport. I, I can play sport, but that's a much more skimmed down version of it. I don't want to play that. I can't play Gran Turismo 6 because I need a PlayStation 3. At least. That's a PS3 title. Man, that sucks. Yeah. Like that, that that situation just sucks. But honestly, if I want to play if I play Gran Turismo, I guess I could always play the old ones. My my PS3 is is actually in this house right now. It's in a box. It still works. It's completely functional and it's it has the backwards compatibility so playstation and playstation 2 titles work on it okay okay I, I honestly i've been thinking about bringing it out and just hooking it up and leaving it hooked up to my tv just to have those old gran turismos and like my old onamusha games available i've honestly fucking thought about it you know Man, what it, it, that's it's, what maybe, maybe that's what i'll do maybe that's what i'll do i'll play an old grand turismo game i'd rather just do that than, than have to play a busted set i was I'll gonna say in, like like it's su- such a bizarre thing it's like the internet helps us so much and then it's just like these weird little caveats like oh i can't delete that like i mean yeah. i guess i can't delete my cod record technically but that doesn't really hurt my game too much can you can you delete your progress in cod in the story yeah yeah mm, I, but, I you're, guess you, but, but your online stats you can't no, yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah, Which is that's fine. true. Which is mine. I don't care. But because Red Turismo 7, that's why I want to leave my progress. There's a story and there's a career progress that I want to wipe. Right. That's friggin' dumb. Yeah, that's dumb. Yeah. I don't you know like what? That. Yeah, I'm going to fucking hook up my PS3. Fuck this. Oh, man. Yeah. He's back, baby. You buying that PlayStation Plus? 
Fuck, I don't, so you, I, so I don't need to play online. You don't need to play. Yeah, you don't need to pay for Plus to play online PS3. But you do it for cloud saves. But maybe uh, for PS for PS3. Yep. I don't give a shit. I'll just save it locally. <laughs> I'll put on that virtual memory card and play old Gran Turismo. Oh man. Yeah, you know what? That's what I'll do. I can't play seven. I'll go back to the beginning. I'll do the first one. But you're, I mean, I can't believe you go back right to the first. I was gonna say like three or like. Is four PS3? Well, Gran Turismo and Gran Turismo Two are on PlayStation. Right. Whereas Gran Turismo Three has two different versions. Oh, so there's, there's two different Gran Turismo Threes. Gran Turismo Three and Gran Turismo Four are on PlayStation Two. Gran Turismo Five and Gran Turismo Six are on PlayStation Three. So you have one, two on one, three, four on two, five, six on three. Then you had the oddball sport, which was only on four. On four, and backwards yep. compatible to five. Right. And you know, you have seven, which is our two different versions. There's a PS4 version and a PS5 version. Wait a second. Wait a second. I it's wonder if a Grand Turismo the- idea. Hmm? I wonder if I buy the PS4 version. I wonder if it's a separate save file. Because it's a, it's a different, it's a different game. I would say there is a good chance it is different, but not guaranteed. Am I gonna rebuy a game just so I can wipe a save? Is this That's, a road? Oh is, man. Is that a, um Gran Turismo 7. PS4, PS5. Cross, cross save. Cross save. Freaking cross play, cross save, cross buy, play anywhere. It's getting ridiculous. Is it a different save? Did you find something? Does anyone know? As long as you're using the same account, I can convert progress as seamless. God damn. Well, so it's so it's so convenient, Adriano. It's so seamless. Yeah, so seamless that I can't get rid of it. That's fucking ridiculous. Well, we have the last section of the show, uh, what we were playing. Adriano, right. what have you been playing? Made a list. Trismo. I haven't been here in a while, so I've been playing some Vampire Survivors. Okay. And this is actually, I've only played like these games once or twice over the course of the last month that I haven't been here, so I haven't played it that much. Uh, Vampire Survivors, okay. Dead Cells. Alan Wake. Okay. Iron Brigade. Speaking of old games. Okay. That's X3, Xbox 360, right? Mm-hmm. I'm okay. paying for I'm paying for fucking Xbox Game Pass Ultimate right now. Oh, uh, hell yeah. I'm playing Dredge. Okay, yeah, yep. yep. How you liking yep. that? I very much like it. I haven't gone back to it. I've I've been insanely busy with work and I'm only gonna get busier and I'm going I'm leaving for vacation in October. So I just I just don't get a lot of times to play video games. I just, I wish I did. And I'm, I'm, my PC isn't even at my place. The PC that I'm on right now, I'm actually, I'm at a, not at my home, but I'm finally going to be able to move this. And I'm hopefully doing it this weekend so I can play Starfield on Monday. Oh, here we go. And I think, because I'm supposed to, I'm supposed to be playing Sea of Thieves this weekend as well. So maybe I can also finally play some Dead Space and get that over and done with. But I've been playing that. Uh, and I have, booted up we were very upset because me and my mario party playthrough with my friends we wanted to 
play some Mario Party. So we loaded up the fourth board of the very first Mario Party on the N64 emulator on Nintendo Switch Online. And that's the last board, right? Nope. There's like, nope. no. You want to see how many boards there are? Oh, no. In the first one? In the first game? You want to see how many boards there are? I always like assume that like the, was that N64 you said? Like the N64 is like so limited. No, man. But it's it's their it's basic. It's like three polygons and a bunch of JPEGs. The game is so. I guess that's true. You could recycle assets and stuff too. Yeah. Um, I'm gonna bring. I'm gonna find it for you. Um, so yeah, we were playing for about an hour, and then we all got this warning in the top left corner that that there was gonna be server like Nintendo online server maintenance going. Oh, for Pete's sake! And like, great. Uh, and then I, we did a, we did a save, like we, we, we did a save state for the emulator. And then I ended up losing a star to Bowser out of just sheer circumstance. And then, then we got kicked and I said, oh, yay, good. Because we saved it before I lost a star. So I can actually not potentially lose a star. I might be able to, to. To, re- to re-roll my way out of it. And then as we're leaving, my buddy Sean's like, no, no, I was able to save a proper state. You guys got <laughs> kicked, but I had it. So I saved it while you, after you lost. I'm like, great. Thanks, Sean. I, that's fantastic. Um, do I have screen sharing permissions? Uh, I can give you them. You should have them. Share screen. Oh no, is this gonna be all the boards? Woo-wee. Okay. So this is the game. Okay. These are the characters at the top. I'm looking at a spreadsheet, everyone, just to let you know. Yeah. So I did made a very nice spreadsheet. And I'm and this is only the first game. I'm gonna be doing it for all of them. And then there's gonna be a master pivot table, which is gonna take all the information. Okay. Um then this is the play order because we have our emulator play order, but then we have our, so this is the emulator play order, but then mm-hmm. I am player two. And so you get shuffled every time. So even though I'm player two on the emulator, I was player three for the first board. I was player four for the other board. I was player two for this one. But anyways, okay. we are playing the boards in this order. These are the orders in which they're presented in game. DK jungle adventure, Peach's birthday cake, Yoshi's tropical Island, Wario's battle cannon Canyon, Luigi's Engine Room, Rainbow Castle, Bowser's Megma Mountain, and then a Seeker one, which you have to unlock in a certain way, uh, uh, Eternal Star, which is essentially Rainbow Road. If you notice, there's a difficulty rating. There's a one-star, two-star, 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 three-star, one-star, three-star, three-star. So we are doing them in ascending order by star difficulty. So okay. we, did, we did all the ones, and then we did. Uh, then we are. Then we did the two, the first two, and then we started Yoshi's Tropical Island, and that's when we got kicked. So that's a lot of boards. Like, like one, honestly, two, never thought three, the N64 four, would have that many. Five, six, seven, eight. So there's eight on this one, and then there's Mario Party Two, which is N64, and I can never remember if Mario Party Three is GameCube or if it's N64. I could go either way. Um, but yeah, we have a lot of Mario Party ahead of us. A lot. Oh, hey, that's a cool little project, though. Like, kind of like log it in the table and that. That's pretty oh cool. yeah, this is great. I get so 
fucking hard when I think about this. This is great. Good thing I tagged these episodes explicit. <laughs> yeah. When the spreadsheets come out. <laughs> yeah. I sure hope my employer doesn't listen to this. What are you playing, Matt? Uh, I have been uh, playing Baldur's Gate actually quite a bit. I mean, doing it on stream. I've uh, I've I've tuned into your stream sometimes. I tuned in the last one. Hey, okay. So we've been doing the stream. We've been doing it uh, before the stream. We did it on a random day one time, like, like before the podcast or something, uh, as well. So we've been kind of you know playing Baldur's Gate on and off air just because. I mean, Tim raised a really good point that the game's so big that if we just do it on air, we're going to be doing it for the next 10 damn years. So well, nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with that. But, uh, you know, there's more stuff. There's other things to play. So uh, we've been working our way through that. Uh, I also have another um, friend that I'm playing Baldur's Gate through kind of uh, here and there. Uh, and we are kind of at the same spot that the stream is at. I think the stream, the stream is definitely like two or, two or three hours like ahead ish just because. We do a more comprehensive pass on the stream and like my other, the other playthrough, we're just sort of like, Oh, look at another quest way down there. Let's go do that. We don't like clear an area, then move on. So, um, same geographical area, but not as complete, I guess. Uh, but other than that, it hasn't been much else. Um, I think it might just be Baldur's Gate. Oh, oh, I did a little bit of Fortnite. The new season came out a little bit of Fortnite. That was cool. Uh, I don't mind the new season. I didn't get the the battle pass yet. I don't know if I will. I haven't played it again uh, because I have Starfield Constellation Edition literally right beside me. I haven't opened it yet. Uh, I was uh, out uh, golfing today, so I haven't done that yet. I haven't opened. Let me thing up. let me know what that code is because if I can if I can use the code that I got to play the game without actually having to open the Constellation Edition, I'm going to do that. Gotta yeah, leave that thing leave that thing sealed. Yeah, and like actually, to be honest, like shout out to uh, GameStop here or EB Games in Canada here because uh, they actually, you know, they shipped out the Constellation Edition with the like early, like earlier than the game is supposed to be uh, released normally because the Constellation Edition does have the early access. And so it got here quick. It literally shipped last night and it got here in the morning, which was awesome. And it also they also emailed the uh, the bonus addition, the bonus um, code uh, for claiming some bonus content. So if even if like your game didn't arrive, uh, you could get your bonus stuff. And then I assume assuming that bonus code does give you the early access, you could boot it up on Game Pass. So, I mean, shout out to them uh, for that. That was pretty cool. And just even if the bonus code doesn't work out that way, shout out to them for actually getting it here quick and not damaged, which is fantastic. So, um but yeah, no, I, I haven't done I haven't done much other than Baldur's Gate. Baldur's Gate's kind of uh, strangely consumed me, I guess. Consumed my <laughs> consumed my gaming time. Um, I haven't really been on PlayStation much. It's just been mostly Baldur's Gate, so that's been that. And uh, oh, a little bit of Overwatch too, I guess. Um, did a did a did a night or two of that as well. But uh, but yeah, that's been my week. Nice. I get to put Starfield in my spreadsheet. As hey. A- but I have to add the constellation edition. You gonna wear that that smartwatch? I, if I I might not open it, I might leave it sealed. See how much it appreciates and see how much I can sell it off for. And funny enough, you say that there is an edition of of Fallout Three that I have been searching for for years. Not super seriously, I check in every now and then. It is a Pip Boy again, but it is a Pip Boy clock, it, just a straight up digital clock, and. I didn't know it existed at the time. Obviously, I didn't know, even know what Fallout was. I just got Fallout 3, the regular edition. And so uh, 
once I saw it, I was like, oh man, this is super cool. Not knowing how exclusive these things were at the time when I was a kid. Uh, now, I think I saw one and I think it was sealed, but mm. it was just like, it wasn't the whole edition. It was just the, just the pit boy. And I think it was 900 Canadian. So you might be in for quite an appreciation because that was a couple of years ago when I looked at it. So that'll be interesting. Yeah. But I that, don't know if I'm, hmm? I don't know if I'm willing to wait. I have that much patience. I gotta, I have, I have to have a quick turnaround. Wait, so you, wait, so, so do you, do you want to like, do you for sure want to sell it? Or if there's not a quick appreciation, are you going to open it? Oh, I, I, I don't know. I will, as a, I will open it when I feel like there's a need for me to open it. I'm not going to open it for the sake of just opening it. Okay. But because if I open it and I end up keeping it or if like I open it and I look at it, I going to, it's going to go back in the box anyways. Um, if I don't open it, I may be able to take advantage of that later, or I might have a sealed one later. Hopefully, the game code is not in there then. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. If you if you tell me that that was that the code they gave me was you know Bupkis and the actual game codes in the box, then yeah, I'll open it. Like I'm not gonna not. Right. Although I am subscribed to Xbox Game Pass Ultimate, I also just played there. Once the year the access period lapses. Yeah. yeah. So there you go. <laughs> Starfield logistics already. Mm-hmm. But that concludes this episode. Thanks for hanging out. We stream also. Hmm? Sorry, I'm looking at my spreadsheet. Oh. <laughs> we uh, we stream also. We stream on Wednesdays around uh, 8.30, 9-ish Eastern Standard Time or Toronto time, I like to tell everybody so that people can just check what time it is in Toronto. It's easier. And uh, that's it. We're signing off. Peace. Peace.